Hello everyone, good morning. Welcome to Christian Professionals Network. My name is Chimio Pala and um, I am privileged to be the convener of this platform. This is a platform where we teach, raise and train ethical, excellent professionals, Christian professionals who will take over their respective industries, sectors, organizations by applying practical Bible-based principles. Today, I'm going to be talking to us about crisis demands or the demands of crisis. And um, have you ever been in a situation where there's a difficulty in your workplace? Maybe it's a difficult phase you're going through in the form of maybe a difficult boss, a toxic workplace, difficult colleagues, it could be difficult peers, or even you as a line of people manager, difficult subordinates to just have people that are making your life miserable borderline difficult in your workplace or it's just that it's a difficult situation maybe it's a difficult project that you have been assigned to handle something that seems insurmountable or just seems like it's a, it's a tall order and it's making very very huge demands of you on the team or have you even been in the case where your kpis at times seems difficult for me personally, this year, honestly, I feel like I overpromised in my overambitious, um, overachiever drive. I personally feel like I slightly, in fact, significantly overpromised on my deliverables and on my goals for this year. So I am aware of that. I am clear. I have tried to edit and man- manage expectations. But guess what? I have also placed a bet on myself. I have counted the costs and I have determined that I am going to pay the price. Of course, I've told myself, no, you're not going to push it this hard next year. But I am aware of the crisis I have created, in quotes, self-induced, if I must say. Because I can be very driven, very ambitious and very goal-oriented when it comes to delivering on work. And I took... Um, A second look, I assessed and in comparison with what other team members are doing, I'm like, yeah, I think I overpromised on this one this year. But I have decided also that I'm going to bet on God. He never feels it's the strongest and surest bet I can ever have. And then bet on myself and my team. And I made it obvious, I made it clear to my line manager that I feel like I overpromised this year, this is a stretch. These are things that will be delivered ideally in much longer time. Um, I made that clear, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it better myself and on my team. But also, I know that it's going to cost me in terms of time, investments, resources. So I am going. I know already. I have set it in my heart that this year I am going to work, work very, very hard. I already normally believe in being diligent in being excellent and in delivering excellently however for the kind of goals i have set for myself on the pedestal that i happen to put myself on this year it's going to require it's basically going to take an extra requirement of me and there's a scripture that i want us to read so that was just side side just a side gist or sidebar but yeah, that's being honest. I'm very aware of it. I wake up every day and know that I have to over deliver, I have to overachieve, I have to exceed because I seem to have already overpromised 
but I'm going to take a bet on God, take a bet on myself, take a bet on my team. I'm going to do this. And I made it clear also to my team, look and look and look. These are the things we have been mandated that we have promised to deliver this year. I broke it down into tasks. Okay, you, you handle this. I will handle this. This is how we go. So everybody's running and we're clear. We know that is a lot of work, plenty work, but we are clear on where we are going and the fact that it's going to be a very demanding journey. So I have accepted the fact that this year is going to demand very strongly from me in terms of my work milestones. Of course, I plan to make it easier on us, hopefully next year. And by God's grace, by the time we deliver exceptionally this year. But this is me just being aware of the crisis and being clear on how to stand. So why did I give you this example? Why did I see this? The scripture that we're reading today, Ephesians chapter 6, from verse... Let me just start from verse 10 for context, but I'm actually going to verse 13. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So by Bible says, by strength shall no man prevail. I'm not telling you to do this, but just in case you find yourself, you happen to be this, my story or this, my experience is relatable for you. That, eh, what did I do? This thing was sounding good when I was listening at the beginning of the year. I have overpromised. Don't worry, you're not alone. Today, we're going to be talking about crisis demands or demands, demands of crisis. Or you just happen to even be in a particular situation that is difficult. Maybe difficult boss, difficult colleagues, difficult department, difficult people, difficult subordinates, difficult system. At times, the bureaucracy of some workplaces can really frustrate your efforts to deliver. Like, it can be so frustrating when there are layers and layers of bureaucracy. That can also be very frustrating and it can, it can frustrate your attempt to deliver. So, it could be difficult situation, it could be bureaucracy. However, sorry, the light here is out, so it keeps making that sound. So, it could be difficult situation, difficult boss, difficult organization. Whatever the case is, what does crisis demand of us? Because crisis will always, always make demands of us as people. And I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10. It says something. It says, finally, I'm reading the NIV translation. I will eventually still move to Amplified for verse 13 for emphasis. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Bible says also that by strength shall no man prevail. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle in this life is not against flesh and blood but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. If only you realize at times that your fight is not really with that difficult boss or with the difficult system, it's the people that the devil has basically is influencing to make it difficult for you. If you understand every, at every point as a Christian where your battleground is, you'll be very intentional about fighting on the right grounds. Because at times you're fighting people, but it's not necessarily people. You think all this thing we're shouting, we want to be um, at the top, we want to, I'm going to be above only. You think the devil is just going to watch you do that, sitting down, hold his hands and be cheering you on? Oh, yeah. No. Your fight, our struggle, our fight as Christians will always never be against flesh and blood. Flesh and blood are only channels of expression of the real struggle, which is at every point, my pastor says it every time, at every point, 
anybody is being either influenced by God or by the devil. So, if somebody is making your life or your work difficult, it's not about them. They are being used by a source. Your struggle is not against them. And honestly, the, the day that settles and lands, yes, me, me personally, I'll be like, you too, why are you allowing them to use you? That upsets me. That's always my own vital angle. Like, you too, why are you making yourself usable for the devil? Yes, we know that it's not you, it's devil's but you too, why are you positioning yourself? Why are you so susceptible? <laughs> why are you so usable? That's always, especially when he's a Christian, maybe there's this wicked boss in the workplace and he or she is also proclaiming to be a Christian. They rush up to church. They even probably dress more pious than others sounded. But in terms of experience and expression, the people that work with them are having a hellish time. They say they're on their way to heaven, but they're giving people hell here on earth. For me, almost, I don't buy that because I feel, I believe, not I feel, I believe very strongly that our Christianity is most, mostly expressed than said. A popular preacher said that in terms of evangelism, he said, preach the gospel as often as you can and when necessary, use words. What it basically means that your life, your, the way you live every day as a Christian, should be the ultimate, ultimate message about you being a Christian. And what's a Christian being a follower of Christ? So when I see wicked bosses who are also proclaiming to be Christian, I'll be like, which part of this Christianity are you practicing? Because your life, you are on your way to heaven, but you are making life here on earth hell for people. Come on. It's not commensurate. There's just too much contrast. So for me, it's a case of, back to my point, you must always realize at every point that whatever crisis or difficulty you're experiencing, especially if it is being is happening through people, they're just channels, they're not the source. When you realize and you, are, you take cognizance of the fact of the real battleground, you go and fight in the right source. You, you spend lesser time fighting people. I'm not saying that you should not call people out or you should not be assertive. We all know all those rules. So the, should I say, the technical or the professional bit as much as possible is not necessarily always what we focus on in having this conversation. Sometimes we do. Like I said, that hopefully by God's grace, sometimes we're going to discuss something like high performance habits and we're going to practical steps. And um, yes, side note again, for those of you who follow us on Clubhouse, we're starting our Clubhouse series this Saturday, Lessons from the Book of Daniel. Lessons from Daniel. You know, I've been saying this for a long time, that we have a lot of lessons to learn as career and Christian career professionals from Daniel. So finally, we have a go for that. And we are starting, I see it becoming a multi-part series, but let's see. We're starting basically this Saturday, 4 p.m. on Clubhouse, Christian Professionals Network. Just look out for us or look out for my name. But we're starting on um, lessons from the book of Daniel's or career lessons from Daniel this Saturday. So, yeah, please make sure you plan to attend. It's going to be amazing. You know how it is when we delve into these stories and start bringing up real-life career experiences from it? It's amazing. You would live with so much insight, understanding, and revelation from the Holy Spirit. So, crisis demands one established so that's just this another sidebar you must always realize at every, at every point the real source of your problem hmm? the real battleground and go and fight there that's why we're first period beings that's why we are christian professionals not just um hr professionals communications professionals or finance professionals or development professionals or it professionals if you notice we don't 
intentionally identify ourselves here by the skill sets or the industry is by our identity, our first identity, which is Christian professionals. So having done all that crisis demands, we must stand. But first of all, you, you should know where your battleground is. And the first battleground is not the human, it's not the boss, it's not the bureaucracy, it's not the system. This is the one that is influencing the system to frustrate you. So when you understand where the battleground, the true battleground is, that's where you should be going to fight. Don't fight people that are just channels. Like, I think it's a river proverb. You say, are you breaking cane, breaking cane, breaking cane that is flogging you? Break the hand that is picking up the cane. The cane will not flog itself. So always be intentional about fighting on the right ground as a Christian. Knowing now that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities. People are always influenced by principalities and by powers. Now, to the place where I'm going to in terms of crisis demands, verse 13. And for this, I'm going to read the Amplified Version. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day. There will always be, see, hmm? settle it. Jesus said it. In this life, you will have challenges. We live in a flawed and failed world. Flawed system run by deeply flawed people, including us. We're not even perfect. We're flawed vessels to being used by a perfect loving God. So accept it that in this life, eh? hmm? no matter how great your workplace is, no matter how amazing the culture, even if your life manager was directly shipped from heaven package for you, in this life, in your workplace, in your career path, your journey your experiences you experience challenges whatever form or shape you to take whether it's a difficult insurmountable project whether it is difficult working with difficult people whether it's working with a difficult system whether it's working with a bureaucratic crippling system whether it's just being what's the word now which wanted whether it's toxicity whether it's jealousy competitiveness name it and we have so many examples in the Bible. Or whether it's just having a difficult time trying to deliver. Maybe you've changed industry or you change sector, you change function, or you've taken on a bigger role. And the scope at the initial phase seems so difficult for you to deliver. It seems like you're punching above your weight and you're finding it difficult to adjust within the initial phase. There will be crisis. So what does crisis demand of us? I mean, I've already accepted my own self-induced basic crisis. I'm just self-aware and I'm standing because I already knew, first of all, this was self-induced. There are some crises that are self-induced, maybe as a mis- result of mistakes, bad choices, or you made choices in a hurry like me now. I promised in a hurry. I should have probably taken my time, asked around some more. You know, here we're always real and practical. Acts around some more, taking my time to, but I'd already started on a pedestal, like, yeah, let's keep going, let's keep going. And now I must deliver. I've now placed a very high bet on myself and my team to deliver, most importantly, trusting in God. And I already know that if others are doing X hours, I'll do XX hours because I have overpromised and I must deliver. So help me, God. It's a self induced crisis. But I already know what it demands of me. So that's what I'm saying. What does crisis demand of you? I'm clear of the demands of this self-induced crisis. And I intend to stand to deliver it. Sometimes it's a crisis that you did not... It's a dependency outside your control. It's just a life-induced crisis. Or it's a situation-induced crisis. The example I give for my own now. 
is is not a self-induced it's a self-induced crisis at times for some people it's a life-induced crisis or it's a situation-induced crisis or system-induced crisis any form of crisis will always make them My phone cut me off. So crisis demands that we stand. I'm just going to round it off quickly. It demands that you stand. It tests your strength. So you build your strength for crisis. There's some crisis that is planned. You foresee it coming. Like me now. I foresee this one was self-induced. I foresee it. I planned for it. And I have basically, I'm building strength daily to deliver. Right? And then there are sometimes, like I said, there are some storms that are not in the weather forecast some are unforeseen but you are still demand required it's still demanded of you to build your strength so crisis demands strength from you strength to stand strength to stand it demands peace from you jesus slept through a storm you can't make wise decisions in desperation frustration or anger nobody says that at times some crisis will not pull those emotions from you but even though you feel that after you have expressed it in the most mature way possible, please don't go and throw tantrums in your workplace. It is not your family house. They are not your friends. It's a professional system. Professionalism basically in quotes is don't throw tantrums. Please always be mature in this place among many other things that it is. After, regardless of how you feel and after you have expressed yourself in a safe place, please make sure that you are always at a point of peace. Remember our podcast i think it was last week's podcast point of peace or the week before make sure you're at your point of peace so you can make the wisest decision when jesus was in that boat and there was a crisis his disciples were running up and down kitty kitty kata kata he was at a point of peace and that's why he was able to make the wisest and smartest decision that brought about the solution everybody else was running up and down in fact they were angry that why you at peace they're probably already thinking of how to start throwing themselves overboard or things overboard to lighten the boat and all that. Jesus was sleeping. It was a crisis. He was at peace. Nobody, it's not that you fold your hands and do nothing. Being in a state of rest is not necessarily doing nothing. At times, that alone in itself is doing something. And when you're in, at a point of peace or in a place of peace, you, are, you hear God clearly. You make wiser decisions. Daniel did it. Everyone run up and down. They said they're going to kill everybody. I don't want to jump ahead of myself into that story. But he first got himself to a point of peace to hear God. And he came up with the solution and everybody was saved. Make sure that you always approach crisis from a point of peace. So you can make wiser, clearer, smarter decisions. And build your strength for crisis because it will come. I always say, hold your receipts. You can be a top performer one day. The devil will enter one senior executive or even your colleague in a meeting or in your presentation not throw one question, throw you one curveball. Like, what have you been doing? How do you prove this? What is this person even doing, sir? And then people now start asking, hey, what's this person a top performer? What is she even doing? What is he even doing? You now bring out your receipt. That's not when you start getting flustered, getting upset. Can't you all see? Mm-mm. Objectively, calmly, clearly and logically, start bringing out your, roll out your receipts. The devil will always enter people. He entered Judas. Jesus closes to all. He found his way in there. This Bible says that Satan entered Judas. If he could find his way into Jesus in the most simple, is he your boss? Or your direct report? Or your pay? And they are not delivered again. Those ones have already made themselves accessible vessels. Their mind already is not happy. It's not sweet that you are staying above and God is making the head. 
it's so easy for the devil to enter them so yes there will always be crisis and to make demands of you first demand make sure you stand second make sure that you are coming at it from a point of peace and through it all make sure that you deliver exceptionally and remember finally just may always say something all you can do is the best you can do after you have done all you can stand that's what that scripture says the i think kjv version or NIV. after having done after you have done all you can do is the best you can do after you have done all you can eh? be at peace stand it makes demands of you and if you fail in the day of crisis then your strength is small or like the message translation says there wasn't much to you left so build meat build substance build strength build capacity build competence build the skills required to deal with crisis so you can stand i hope this blesses you i hope this has blessed you and i hope this podcast keeps blessing you have a splendid rest of the week and i hope you stand through the crisis demands of this week and see you on clubhouse on saturday by 4 p.m as we discuss lessons from daniel god bless you have a wonderful rest of the week bye